Welcome to the Grow People podcast with Pastor Jason Lee, pastor of Revolution Church. My name is David Stein. I'm one of the pastors here at Revolution, the purpose of the Grow People podcast to help grow people. Episode three, so glad that you have uh, listened to episodes one and two over and over again. We hope they've listened to them. If you haven't, you might want to go back and listen to them. You're uh, new. Yeah, you're going to hear things that you're not going to hear on Sunday. Uh, we may dig into things. Or Thursday. Yes, or Thursday. Uh, we may dig into things that uh, Pastor Jason didn't get to in one of the messages. Or we may just dig into things that he's got ruminating. And it may come out in a message. It may come out in our discipleship pathway. You don't know. Is that is is that the shirt that Lindsay's grandmother loves? No, it's not. Sadly. Okay. No, that one doesn't. Um, uh, is a little snug. Okay. Uh, right. th- these days, no. The other one is actually long sleeve that I would rolled up. Oh, okay. And it's um, it's a little more salmon color than this. Oh, one. Okay. This one's a. Uh, and I don't know. Is there a rule of like no pink past Labor Day? I don't know all those rules. I think What's, I think there used to be okay. pastels past Labor Day, but I don't know. I don't think that applies anymore. Well. If there is, I'm just going to break the rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You wore white shoes after, after Labor Day. So <laughs> is that a rule? That used to be the rule. Are you serious? Yeah. No white shoes, no white belts. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard that. Rule. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's old school. Yep. I mean, I shop at Walmart, so, you know, uh, it's free game. Good. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. Get your fishing gear. That's right. <laughs> and your suits. And your suits and your tires. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So. All right, so Grow People Podcast. Um, we were talking earlier this week, and and you said something that really struck me. And I know it's been ruminating in your head, and, and I was I was affected two ways. Number one, blown away by what you were talking about. And number two, I think it's important that people know, hey, uh, your pastors are spending time with the Lord mm-hmm. and and waiting to hear from the Lord. Because we can be, we could be with the Lord all the time and not listening. Absolutely. So, what was, what was jumping out at you from Scripture? Uh, well, first, I just like to say that word "ruminating." That's a good word. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm assuming that means like thinking over, thinking yeah. over, marinating, okay. having it going around, I got around that. and around. That's I, okay. I hope "ruminating" <laughs> means that. I don't know. I mean, you know, I like words. Yeah. I like definitions. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what it means. I'm just messing with you. But I like marinating because okay. I can visualize you know, food mm-hmm. marinating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. To what, your, to what was a what was dry rub? What was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was uh, soaking in butter? Um, this thought, yeah. Uh, you know, teaching. Um, whether it's teaching, you know, a message, mm-hmm. uh, preaching, mm-hmm. or teaching our staff, you know. Um, but I was thinking about we have you know once a month all staff meetings where we bring staff together from both campuses and ha- have fun we worship together and um, so I was thinking and preparing on that and sometimes you know when I'm reading the Bible uh, obviously I'm reading it to preach sometimes I'm just reading it for myself and this was something that I was just kind of reading for myself and um, and some some thoughts jumped out at me and then I thought oh man I need to share this with our our team. Um, which I'm going to do, but I've been thinking, you know, we've been in this process and we've referenced it even on this podcast of the discipleship process that we've been working on and how discipleship and leadership development fit together. Right. And 
how the foundation of all leadership is discipleship. And so for us, how we, you know, we have nice charts and stuff and you go through our welcome track, you'll get to see those. Um, that was a plug to go through the welcome track. That was track. a plug. Yes. Go if through. you're new, go through welcome track. If you want to get connected with people, go through welcome track. If you want to grow, go through welcome track. If you've been here since the movie theater, go through welcome track. That's right. That was the official plug there. Thank you. 10 second commercial. But in the process of thinking about discipleship, and, and we didn't come up with this phrase. In fact, one of my mentors um, shared it with us as a team is discipleship is about your next step of obedience. And so discipleship at the end of the day is me following Jesus, me obeying him. You know, um, another thing we say is, you know, John 15 says, abide in me. Well, obeying is abiding, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm obeying his commands. So the foundation of leadership development is discipleship at the, before I can lead, I have to follow, Mm -hmm. you know, concept. And then, Leadership is not about the next step of obedience. It's about the next step of sacrifice, right? Um, which is a different thing. And so sacrifice, uh, I'm not saying we don't sacrifice in obedience, but the fact of leadership is that at every stage of leadership, it's going to require more from me. It's going, I've got to sacrifice certain things to do it. So when you put those two thoughts together, like discipleship is the next step of obedience, and that's about fruit, God growing fruit in my life, and then Leadership is about the next step of sacrifice, and that's about my gifts and calling that God has on my life. One of the biggest, one of the things I was thinking about, one of the biggest dangers for us in leadership, um, and leadership is not just our pastors, it's our staff, no matter what level, it's our team leaders, it's our coaches, it's our team members. Anytime you start this process of leadership, um, you can focus so much on the sacrifice and you can miss the obedience. Mm. Um, you can focus so much on the serving, all that you're doing for Jesus, and miss the being with Jesus, wow. ab- abiding in Jesus. And so I'm acutely aware of that, or have become acutely mm-hmm. aware of that in my own life, because there's been so many times in my life where I was leading, but I wasn't leading out of an abundance mm-hmm. of fruit. Sure. I wasn't leading out of an abundance of being with Jesus. And so, um, so if leadership is giving, you know, discipleship's receiving. And so I can't give what I don't have. Um, and so the way we talk about it here is discipleship is, is learning to live in the new family of Jesus. Right. And then leadership is learning to lead in the new family of Jesus. Well, if you put those two together, the, the thought I was thinking was, I can't lead what I don't live. Wow. You know, so I can't lead other people Mm -hmm. into living and experience something if I'm not living it myself. Mm -hmm. So the danger in leadership again is I'm trying to lead a bunch of people, but I'm not living it first. Right. Right. I'm not following Jesus myself. I'm not obeying the commands of Jesus myself. So those thoughts of, we've talked a lot about those, you know, Mm -hmm. in our staff and our team and even in the church and, so as I was thinking about that, um, the words obedience and sacrifice, obedience and sacrifice, sure. you know, were kind of coming to my mind. And then I immediately started thinking of Old Testament passages of Scripture where God is telling the nation of Israel at that time um, that obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the first times it's mentioned, I believe, is First First Samuel 15, verse 22, where Samuel the prophet is telling them, 
you know, what does God take delight in? Is it sacrifice or obedience? And then he says to obey is better to, than to sacrifice. Now, obviously, in an in a Old Testament religious context, that sacrifice was specifically about animal sacrifices. Right. You know, they're, give, they're giving to the Lord. But again, if you apply that to the concept that we were just talking about, discipleship and leadership, leadership is my next step of sacrifice. Well, the most dangerous thing in leadership is I'm sacrificing for the Lord, mm-hmm. but I'm not obeying him. Um, and so a lot of times on people on staff or involved heavily in the inner workings of a, not just a church, but a ministry yeah. um, can start to think that they're offering the Lord their sacrifice of time. They're offering the Lord their sacrifice of their gifts. They're doing all these things. And then um, like, all right, God, I'm doing all this. But God's like, yeah, you're doing all this, but you're disobeying me over here. Ouch. Um, and what do you think I really want? Right. Do you think I, I need you to do all that for me? Do you think I need you to lead all those people? I mean, I'll raise somebody else up. And so I felt like the Lord was saying to me, first and foremost, personally, Jason, you can never rely on your leadership for me to replace your time with me. Mm. You know, you can't allow your leadership gifts to replace a lack of fruit in your life. Can we get that point up on the screen? Yeah. <laughs> And, and I felt like God was saying to me, Jason, obedience is better than sacrifice. Um, and what's interesting is that same verse in 1 Samuel 15, 22, and then Micah picks this up as well, and I mean, several other Old Testament um, people do. But what's interesting in that specific verse, he says, listening is better than the fat of rams. Um, so let's apply it again. You like the fat of rams. What is, I mean, <laughs> again, that's just their animal sacrifices. But let's just say, Let's interpret that into, uh, and again, the text can't mean something to us that it didn't mean to them. Sure. You know, that is one of the biblical hermeneutical principles. I can't make it mean something to me that it didn't mean to them, but we are no longer under that religious sacrificial system. Um, And so I'm applying this through a kind of a New Testament lens of understanding, but Jesus does ask us to serve. He does ask us to offer our lives, you know, Romans one is living sacrifices. We now are the sacrifice. Um, so the fat of rams, that idea, like I'm the sacrifice, which I have the fat of Jason, you know, on me. So if I'm offering myself, so it's like Lord was saying to me, Jason, listening to me is better than doing for me. Mm. Um, listening to me and being with me is better. Um, and I think, again, in ministry, in church, or whatever, again, even in your life, parenting, in your marriage. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, how does this apply to being a parent, being a husband, yeah. uh, being a wife? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what relationship that, it, again, think about your spouse. Um, how many times with our spouses have we gotten frustrated with them because we're doing all this stuff for them, but yet we have no intimacy with them? Mm. Um, and what spouse would say that? would say, yeah, I just want you to do all this stuff with for me. I don't want you to be with me. Not, no spouse. No spouse. You know, so the, the, the doing has to flow out of the being. Right. You know, and I know Lindsay has told me many times, uh, and I used to joke, you know, because Lindsay, you're talking about love languages, and I, I used to joke, Lindsay has all five. It just depends on the circumstance. But when we would get in an argument or fight or, you know, something would happen uh, early on in our marriage, I would immediately go start doing stuff for her. Mm. You know, I'd start vacuuming. I'd start doing the dishes, laundry, whatever. 
And um, she would tell me, she's like, that's great that you're doing all that for me, but that doesn't replace what you just did. Right. You know, that doesn't replace that you need to apologize or, Mm -hmm. you know, seek reconciliation. So think about that in terms of our relationship with God. How many times have we messed up, Mm -hmm. sinned in some way, and then we got busy trying to do all this stuff for God? Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. um, I, I messed up over here. I mean, we see this all the time in pastoral care. I messed up over here, but now I'm showing up in church. I'll serve all every service. I'll do all these things. I'll do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Well, doing all this stuff doesn't make up for me disobeying over here. Mm. I think that sound you just heard are people tapping that go back 30 seconds on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because it's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And this is why I, I, I want to share this with our team because I think it is something we live in very very tangibly every day mm-hmm. is we can get in this mode of like, well, God, I'm serving you. I'm doing all this for you. So therefore it makes up for where I'm not obeying you mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Lord would very clearly say, I would rather you not do all that and come back over here and obey me. Yeah. I'd rather you come back over here and reconcile this race relationship, you know, with me and listen, mm-hmm. um, listen to me. Um, relax in me. Um, and, you know, Pete Scazzaro of Emotionally Healthy Discipleship has helped us a lot. And I was just listening to a podcast, uh, his, I would highly recommend, Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast. And he was talking about how the three habits that can save your life. Um, and he said, We'll be back after this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Things that will kill you in your kitchen. We'll, yes. we'll be back. Uh, go listen to it so that you don't die. But the one he said, you know, it was relax in Jesus, detach for Jesus, and then listen to Jesus. Mm. And his point was, and again, even think about how we were taught how to do spiritual disciplines. We were taught how to read our Bible and pray, do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's one thing he has really helped us with is like, no, during the day, I don't need to stop and do these things. I need to stop and relax in Jesus. Like, all right, Lord, Mm. I know you got this. I need to detach from whatever the circumstance is for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, even not just physically, but emotionally. Like, all right, God, I need to distance myself from this. Mm-hmm. And then I need to, which is creating space to, the thir- to listen to Jesus. Um, I mean, listen to him, hear his words, here's what he's saying to me. And then from that place, you know, that is the, offer that Jesus has for us in Matthew 11, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. and I will give you rest. Um, take my yoke upon you. And, and so the idea is don't go do something for Jesus without first being with Jesus, mm-hmm. be with him, listen, relax, obey him. Um, then from there, get up and go do what you feel like he wants you to do. Because you're now going to be doing it with him. That's the idea of being yoked. He's together with me. He's carrying most of the burden. Mm-hmm. He's empowering me to do this. So, yeah, it was born out of really of a necessity in my own life of like me realizing, whether it's through the pandemic or whatever it was, that I didn't have the inner resources necessary that my leadership required. Mm. Um, because, again, leadership is about sacrifice. So leadership is going to require me to give away myself as the sacrifice. Well, if I keep giving away of myself and I'm not replenishing, mm-hmm. 
yeah. you know, being with him and receiving and obeying him, then the idea I'm going to burn out. So burnout is not because you're doing too much. We burn out because we're not doing the first things first. Mm. It's not that we may or may not need to stop doing these things, but it's, I, but I don't need to do those things until I first have relaxed, attached and listened to him. Um, and so I, I wanted our staff and our team and myself and, you know, everybody that, you know, is in this orbit of leadership, um, at revolution to know like, Hey, you cannot, um, your, your sacrificing does not make up for your disobedience. You know, and we see this all the time. People are like, well, I don't have to be obedient in tithing because I serve, mm-hmm. you know, I'm serving. So I'm, I'm giving of my time. Mm-hmm. Well, nowhere in the scripture does me obeying one command loosen me from obeying another one. Right. right. I mean, that's like telling Lindsay, hey, I'm not going to take you out on dates, but I am buying you stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, I am doing that or vice versa. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing this. So I'm not going to do that. So I don't have to do that. Right. And that comes out of, um, again, just a gross misunderstanding of what is it God is asking for you. Um, or from you, you know, again, the God doesn't want from you. He wants for you, right? He didn't give you these commands because they were going to hurt you or mm-hmm. harm you. He, like tithing, he gave you the command of that because he wants to bless the rest of it. So if I'm obeying him by putting him first and doing this, then I am setting myself up for what God has blessed, what he said he would bless. Right. And so if I'm doing that, then I'm living out of his blessing and now I'm giving away what I'm receiving. Mm. Um, so again, that's something I've just been thinking about and, and um, ruminating on. Um, <laughs> this is, this is exactly the point in, in all of your messages and, and everybody hears this toward the end of a message and say, okay, uh, I'm going to be wrapping it up now, or this is the last verse and then we'll wrap it up. Nobody wants you to wrap it up. So <laughs> keep going on this podcast. Well, uh, and that's a that's a dangerous thing yeah. because then I'll I'll, I'll I will. <laughs> and um, we have other gatherings. Yes. Yeah, and, we do. Uh, and, and we recognize that there is a a time constraint on that. And there's a time constraint on the on the podcast. But and, that is one reason mm-hmm. why we're doing this right. though. So that we can during a message say hey, this is I am out of time, but this is something we can pick up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, this is yeah. a thought or something in this text. I just don't have time to get to. We'll, we'll do it here. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll unpack it there. And, and what you just shared, um, I mean, that hit, that hits home. It hit ho- hits home for me because it was easy in the early days of my 15 years of mm-hmm. uh, relationship with Jesus to just say, Hey, I'm just going to be with you today. I just want to spend time with you. Of course. And now, you know, sometimes my prayer is Lord, just get me through today. Absolutely. I don't have time to spend time with you, but I need you to get me through this. Absolutely. And I think that's the danger, right? Absolutely. um, And that's why leadership has to be built on discipleship. So if we go after discipleship, we'll get leaders. Mm -hmm. But if we go after leaders, we may or may not get disciples. That's good. And the worst thing in the world we can do is put someone in leadership who doesn't have the character to keep them there. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, leadership is sacrifice. I'm sacrificing myself. I'm giving of myself. <clears throat> so if I'm not doing the work, 
on the front end of replenishing myself of being with Jesus. Cause you're right. I remember when I trusted Jesus as a teenager, um, and my Bible, I mean, that, that is one of my most prized possessions now is my Bible from then mm-hmm. and all the things I wrote in it. Right. And the, it went on my first mission trips with me and, you know, and, and got damaged and there's, you know, but because that is, it's like reading love letters from when I was first dating Lindsay, mm-hmm. you know, um, and again, this happens in every relationship. So how many of us would say that in our own marriages or kids? Like it starts off so romantic, what we would say. But the romance was born out of things we were doing, not feelings. So people are like, well, I fell out of love. Well, that's just a false understanding because sure. you didn't fall into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't tripped. I'm like, oh, I'm in love. Right. You were doing things. And those things were mm-hmm. motivated by being with that person. Mm-hmm. Then somewhere along the line, it switches to, oh, now we're, we have jobs, we have kids, right. whatever. So now we're doing all these things mm-hmm. together or for others, and we're not focusing on them being together. Um, so yeah, every relationship has that temptation mm-hmm. um, to sacrifice, 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 and not receive, not, mm-hmm. not you know, obey. Um, and, and again, that's where obedience is, and which is why it's one of our core values. It's not a bad word. Everybody thinks that, oh, I got to obey God. Well, why do you, again, he gave those to you for your good. So if we would just obey him and abide by abide in him by obeying him, then fruit is grown. Well, then what's inside of every fruit is seed. So this is good. I just thought about this. And then I'm sacrificing those seeds that were multiplied, not the ones that were planted. Mm. Um, so a lot of people, God grows fruit in their life and they just eat it and then use it to start sacrificing and serving instead of planting it in their life, mm. letting God multiply it. And now I've got a tree full of fruit. So now giving away when there's a system back here that's been set up to re- replenish that. Mm. There's two or three podcasts in today's episode, yeah. I think. Um, you're listening to or watching the Grow People podcast with Pastor Jason, lead pastor at Revolution Church. It is time for Ask Pastor Jason. I had gone through many of the questions that have been asked at some of our welcome events. Okay. Uh, obviously, now we have the welcome track, which replaces our welcome events. One of the questions that had been asked, and I think this is the best question I heard at the event. It comes in from Craig, and I think you'll remember this. What most excites you right now? What are you most excited about in the life of the church? Yeah, I do remember that question. That was a great question. Um, I'm trying to remember my answer. Um, what are you most excited about now? doesn't matter what your answer oh, was. Oh, what it was then. What, what, okay. what are you most excited about now? Okay, uh, that's good. I mean, I do remember my answer. Um, because the thing that I said I'm most excited about then is still pretty much what I'm most excited about now, which relates to kind of what we were just talking about. What I'm most excited about is multiplying growing people. Mm. You know, I'm most excited. Like when Craig asked that question, I'm like, I'm most excited about you growing and then multiplying mm. you. Um, because that's where it gets fun, you know? Um, and, and this is the part that nobody in seminary or even my early days of ministry told me the, the most exciting thing about ministry is not God growing me, although that's great. It is seeing the fruit of God growing me 
and then that's multiplied in someone else. So when I get to stand back and look at someone else succeeding, someone else growing, Mm -hmm. well, there's no greater joy than that. Yeah. Um, And this is why, and again, you know, my son's a senior in high school and he's playing football and, you know, I was successful in high school football and it was fun and, and I had a lot of fun doing that, but I'm having more fun now watching him Mm -hmm. Um, and, and taking a sense of um, not pride uh, because sometimes that can be a bad word, but a sense of like, God, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe that that's my kid. He's doing those things. Mm -hmm. And the work that we put in, in his life is now paying off and he's succeeding and it's been multiplied into him. Mm. Um, Well, there's that, that joy is greater than when it happened in me. And so that's the thing that I get most excited about, which is why we've worked so hard on this discipleship and leadership development stuff is because we get most excited about, about people, you know, here growing Um, and God doing in them what we know he did in us and he wants to do in them and he wants to multiply and reproduce it in them. And so that's the joy, as Jesus would say, or as it was said of Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. So I will sacrifice leadership. I will lead for that joy, for the joy of seeing people come to know Jesus and to see the gospel multiplied in their life and growth happening and churches and campuses planted. There's no greater joy than seeing the fruit. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for listening or watching uh, the Grow People podcast today. We want to thank our production department, especially today, Chandler Elder, Chandler. Who, who has been uh, producing. As, as they would say in Kenya, Chandler. Producing. Uh, you guys went to Kenya together. We did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We flew on big planes and small planes. Mm-hmm. How'd yeah. that go for you, Chandler? Did you like that? No? Okay. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for producing and operating the board and editing and being our sound guy. That's right. Thank it's you. the Chandler Elder podcast. Um, grateful to uh, everybody that has participated by listening and watching. And we want to make sure that you follow Revolution Church on social media and download the podcast and subscribe to the podcast wherever you do that. That's right. Okay. Thank you for having uh, It's almost as if I talk for a living. I know, thank, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Jason. <laughs> I don't know what words were going to come out there. I don't know. I think it's a great way to end the podcast on an extremely low note. That's right. We're going to go ruminate. <laughs>